This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear are so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we're checking in with celebrity relationship rumors. We're giving you some really great quarantine streaming recommendations. And you know what? Because Keeping Up With The Kardashians just announced they will be signing off in 2021, we're going to do a little best of Keeping Up With The Kardashians. Can't Whether you wait. like it or not, we're going to spend a good <laughs> amount of time on this pod yeah. of talking about it. And this will probably, since it's ending, you know, be one of the last times we get to really dive in. Kate will definitely cut us off, but we will try our best. I to won't. Keep it contained. I'm along for the ride, you guys. I'm committed. I care about you and your interests. Thank you for taking one for the team. Yes, thank you. All right, let's get started. Tea time is checking in with just a whole lot of not worth the tea off the top. <laughs> it's kind of a tough start here on a Thursday morning, but this is a combination of the relationship rumor mill. And then we're ending with some, yeah, absolutely not worth the tea <laughs> news. So Kate, how about you start with the relationship stuff? Yeah, it's a bit chaotic this week, but we're just going to dive right in. A lot of relationship rumors this week. I call them rumors because I just simply don't believe some of them. Starting with the fact that people think Halsey is dating Cara Delevingne. First of all, I would love to see it, which is why I think I'm skeptical. It just Mm -hmm. feels too obvious, too easy, and too good to be true. So uh, the main reason being because Ashley Benson, Cara Delevingne's recent ex-girlfriend, supposedly just got engaged to G-Eazy, Halsey's... Most significant boyfriend, not her most recent, but they Mm -hmm. were together for a long time. And so people are calling it like an ex swap. Mm. Um, Frankly, I think this story was just placed with the sun just to get people (laughs) talking about them. Mm, Uh, I really just don't think it's true, but 
I would love to see it. I hope it's true. And one more thing is that Halsey, if you remember, she tweeted about wanting to date Evan Peters. She like manifested that. Oh, yeah. And she also oh. tweeted about wanting to make out with Cara Delevingne years and oh. years ago. So wow. Halsey, queen of manifesting relationships. Uh, if you ever wonder about the benefits of, you know, getting a little thirsty on Maine, just, <laughs> just think about Halsey and know that it can work in your favor. Second up in relationship news, I just don't care about this one, but I thought the Twitter backlash was funny. Jacob Elordi, is that how you pronounce it, Liz Kelly? Yes. Jacob Elordi is supposedly dating Kaya Gerber, who apparently is dating a new person every week. I also don't know if this is true. Kaya Gerber, Mm -hmm. just thirsty for attention, apparently. (laughs) Um, But Jacob Elordi was most recently dating Zendaya um, and also dated his co-star Joey King from The Kissing Mm -hmm. Booth. And (laughs) people spotted him with Kaya Gerber at a farmer's market in New York City. And the first reactions were obviously, is Jacob Elordi dating Kaya Gerber? And the second reactions were, why does Jacob Elordi have a single date spot where he takes all these girls? Because he's been pictured at the farmer's market with Zendaya, Joey King, and Kaya Gerber. (laughs) Now, it's reasonable to think that, but also like, it's a farmer's market. It's like saying that he goes to Target with them or they go to CVS together or they go to the movies. (laughs) Like people go to the farmer's market, you guys. It's not like Jacob Elordi discovered this New York City farmer's market and is like, you know, bringing all these girls there because it's his secret spot. True. I don't know how this happened, but Kaya Gerber is now like a little paparazzi darling. I don't know when, <laughs> if it was like a new thing in, in quarantine or what, but like now she is photographed and written about almost every single day, no matter where she goes, which is why between Halsey, Cara Delevingne, Kaya Gerber, I'm having a hard time keeping track of them in quarantine because they're yes. fucking written about and photographed everywhere, every single day. Don't know how it happened. Don't love it because, I mean, yeah, she's a model. She's the daughter of a famous couple, I suppose. But I'm not too interested in her, to be honest. She reminds me a lot of Kendall Jenner, which is very beautiful, probably very private. And like, so then therefore doesn't bring a lot to the public sphere. Um, right. Yeah, I don't care about this couple pretty much. Once yeah, <laughs> I was much more interested in her when I thought she was dating Cara Delevingne, you know, last mm, week. Sure. Uh, and then when she was supposedly dating Pete Davidson, you know, like a couple weeks before that. So I just am t- kind of tired of talking about her, but obviously we're light on content on two times. <laughs> so we got to do it. So we're right. talking about her. Um, yes. I do have some exciting relationship news, though. And this is, again, just a lot of like rumor mill, but they have been spotted like holding hands. Even They have been reported to be dating for at least like two months now. This is Zac Efron and his new Australian girlfriend. Um, don't know if we talked about this in the pod, but a while back, Zac Efron was just like, I'm done with living in the United States and Hollywood and I'm burnt out. I'm going to try living other places, whatever. He's been in Australia, been going back and forth quite a bit because- pandemic apparently is not real for celebrities. <laughs> and he has met an aspiring model and waitress. Um, her name is Vanessa Valadaris. And yeah, they met at a cafe when she was a waitress. Her boss, I guess, introduced the two of them. They are, quote, having fun. And yeah, we're we're happy for them. She has apparently now quit her job as a waitress and living in Zac Efron's Australian home. Wow. Honestly, sounds like pretty much a dream. And yeah, I, I'm proud of her. I have a question about how the boss introduced them. Did the boss know Zac Efron already and was like, I have an employee that you would like? Or was he literally like, so-and-so, table three. (laughs) And so she like walked over, got the assignment, and then met Zac Efron, and then now he's taking credit. 
I think it's the latter. I let's hope right? it's the latter. I don't want it to be the former. <laughs> that feels kind like of like that doesn't count. That doesn't <laughs> yeah. count. Um, but this has worked in the past because Matt Damon met his wife Lucy. <laughs> she was a bartender in Miami. The wow. crew he was filming there. The crew ended up at this bar. They met. They locked eyes from across the room, and now they have multiple children that have been married for like over a decade. So it can work, wow. people. True fairy tale story. Let's do the last piece of relationship <laughs> news. This is not a rumor. This is real. Uh, David Harbour and Lily Allen got (laughs) married this week. Before you think, oh, it's, you know, irresponsible. They had a big celebrity wedding. They did not. Uh, They got married in Las Vegas with an Elvis. Just the classic Elvis Las Vegas wedding. I have to tell you the good things before I get into why I like don't really love this couple. Um, First of all, Lily Allen looks great. She had this cute little, I love a like, you know, kind of non-traditional wedding dress. She had like kind of a cute little like Jackie Kennedy mm. sort of tea dress on. Um, very, you know, pretty casual for a wedding. So yeah, they're happy, whatever. However, <laughs> I just was looking into the timeline of this relationship because David Harbour was dating Alison Sudol, who is the singer of Fine Frenzy. She was in the Fantastic Beast movies. And for some reason, I just really like her and I really <laughs> liked their relationship. And they were very public about it. They were together for like two years. And then David Harbour broke up with her, immediately started dating Lily Allen. And then a year later, they get married. And I just don't mm. love when, like, people are in, like, a really committed relationship with someone for a long time and then, like, immediately marry the person that they rebound with. Uh. Which, like, maybe, you know, there's a reason it didn't work out. I'm sure they're very happy together. Mm-hmm. I just am always like, it just happened fast. Yeah. And it makes me sure. sad for Allison Sudol, but I'm sure she's fine. I think she's happy. <laughs> So yeah, this wedding was very cute. You know, it's good that they didn't have a big wedding in the middle of a pandemic. True. So. True. Uh, <laughs> let's go to now not worth the tea. Let's just fire these off. I, I yeah. You can go first, Kate. I don't even want to save my bit, but we can get through it together. Well, I assigned it to you, so you have to. <laughs> um, really quick, not worth the tea. Uh, Madame Tussauds is over party was trending on Twitter yesterday. You know, I love, I love an is over party hashtag. <laughs> so I immediately, I just smashed that click and it turned out it was because they're removing the One Direction wax figures from Madame Tussauds, uh, London. Wow. Why? Which I guess they're like, they're over, they're done. They're not getting back together. Huh. Um, which I could understand, but they're not replacing them with solo figures. Like if they were like, oh, we're getting rid of them, but we're going to like add, here's Harry Styles in his sparkly suit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like here's nope. Zane. Uh, apparently no plans to replace them. People were pissed. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, understandably, so, like I don't care about them, but I'm like, why would you take those people away? Right. People want to take pictures with the One Direction yeah. figures. Yeah. And I don't know who they're going to replace them with. But. They're going to want to, at least in that tourist photo shoot, want to hit three out of the five or however many there are. So right. might as well put them all together in the same room. Make right. it easy that for people. That is so true. You're Keep right. the traffic moving. It's more efficient. Um, wow. Yeah, I agree. People are really pissed. So I don't know what the plan is to replace them, <laughs> but it, Madame Tussauds is over. <laughs> okay. Dang and it. it is so. <laughs> um, uh, now my piece. This was assigned to me by Kate. I'm going to, because I guess I'm like the TikTok correspondent for Tea Time, <laughs> um, which is fair. And I respect that um, title, but a viral quote, adult TikTok house is in the news this week, facing a lot of backlash. So to break apart those words, so the adult TikTok house is actually not maybe where 
like my, that's it's not as it's not as interesting as you think it is. <laughs> Correct. And my mind went somewhere and then it turns out it's much less fun and it's just their yeah. bunch of adults living in a house. Mm-hmm. And then a TikTok house, I'm sure you all know, but just in case, <laughs> I know my mom listens. So mom, TikTok house is like where you combine a bunch of TikTok creators, live under one roof, kind of like amass a big following because y'all put your talents, quote unquote, together. <laughs> and yeah, like the hype house is this big, huge, famous one that has all like the teen stars in it. Anyway, a lot of houses have thus been created. None as successful as the hype Literally kill me. That just makes me want to throw (laughs) up. I know. I'm sorry. I know. So anyway, there's this house called the Honey House, which uh, made also, the news this also week. not as ex- not as exciting as you want it to be. <laughs> Agreed. It's actually a disappointment across the board. It is. So they do have almost four hundred thousand followers, which you know, good for you. They are focusing on health and wellness mostly, mm. and the reason why this went viral is because this guy is taking this selfie video and is like. Hey, I want to show you what we, this is an adult TikTok house. I want to show you what we all do. And he like goes person to person, shows what they do both online and kind of in the house and what they bring to the table. And each one is more ridiculous than the last. So Mm. he starts on B, who's a mindset meditation coach. And she's always leading guided meditations. And like it shows her and she's just like on the couch and like kind of closes her eyes and does a little smile. And I'm like, okay. Then he whizzes (laughs) over to Aaron, who's like e-commerce. And he goes, she's always sitting there on her computer, crushing it. Meanwhile, Aaron is filmed and she is just closing out of tabs, like on her computer. And that's like her little (laughs) computer wizard like way. And then he goes over to the actor slash fitness coach. He goes over to multiple other people. They're all just extremely boring and unfilling. And I think Twitter, even though, Kate, I'm not on it. You told me that everyone just had a ball with this. Yeah. Twitter had had a real reaction to this video. (laughs) To be fair, it was a lot of people who I'm sure aren't on TikTok. So it was just like, you know, the the sort of like ridiculousness of TikTok in general was fun to make fun of. Um, But as someone on TikTok, it's just absurd. And it's just like, these are made up jobs and I hope that you can make money (laughs) with them. But, and also you said they have 400,000 followers, right? Yeah. On TikTok, that's not that many. You actually are right about that. That's fair. (laughs) It's really easy to get followers on TikTok. Yeah. Uh, Which is why I have one, but it's growing strong. So, (laughs) Which is, you know, more than your current Twitter engagement. Um, True. So, yeah, I I just, I hope for the best for Honey House. it was off-putting to put a bunch of adult, like to watch people like around our age, maybe a little bit younger, but like just take it so seriously, I think is why I was like so turned off by it. And Um, act like they're like revolutionizing the job industry. Yes. No. Um, Amelia, what is your piece of news? Well, you know what? Shout out to producer Kaya because she found this and it was a little last minute thing. So thank God because it's exciting stuff, you guys. It's not. Um, But no, but it's exciting to me because I just, I have a love-hate relationship with this man. Um, Dr. (laughs) Phil McGraw from the Dr. Phil show, as we all know. He he has, well, this is also TikTok content. He has a TikTok and he decided to, you know, post for his followers. This is what he said in his little video post with like the background music was like, if you would think of what like the word shiny would be, it's like that kind of (laughs) music in the background. Descriptive. Yeah. Thank you. Um, And this is what he said. You have to stop commenting daddy on all of my posts. I ain't your daddy. I hate to break it to you, but I ain't your daddy. And your daddy is probably getting his feelings hurt. So that's what he said. Um, (laughs) And he's just responding to the people who have been 
you know, calling him daddy in all of his posts, commenting daddy, daddy, daddy. And I don't think Dr. Phil, well, maybe he does know (laughs) what it means, but it seems like he doesn't know what it means. He is 70. So, you know, we don't know. It seems like he perhaps looked it up and then didn't fully grasp the the sexual nature of it. And then, (laughs) yeah, didn't think too hard about it. Yeah, this uh, Kaya also mentioned that she saw this on her TikTok feed today when she was just like doing her morning scrolling. I also (laughs) did. And I scrolled past it as soon as his face popped up because I was like, no, because, you know, the way the algorithm works on TikTok, if you watch that whole video, it'll be like, this is the kind of content that she wants. And then you'll have Dr. Phil, you'll have daddy content and you just want none of that. So you got to be got to be quick on the trigger. We reported on it so that you guys didn't have to watch it. So yes. thank you, there Amelia. You and thank you, Kaya. It's a PSA. <laughs> okay, let's move on. This is Tea Time's quarantine streaming recommendations. We have just started the month of September. And uh, yeah, still in the house. So everyone's still watching television <laughs> all the time. Let's do Amelia. You go first. Okay, so, you know. I am sitting here in my parents' house with nothing to do. And but I have heard I've been obviously on the Internet and I have heard that Paris Hilton has a new doc about her life, if you will. Uh, And it is called This is Paris. And it is actually I thought it was you had to pay money, but apparently it is free and it's coming September 14th on her YouTube channel. And in it, she kind of describes how she went through abuse at this like boarding school kind of disciplinary school. And it, and it kind of answers a lot of questions I think people had about her and her behavior. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of looking at Paris in a whole new light now. And I do think she is responsible for some of the greatest moments in history, in terms of pop culture, like in the 2000s. Okay, <laughs> no, sorry. Just I'm stop, sorry. Just stop after history. <laughs> stop after history. Yes. Pop but, culture, reality TV history, for sure. I agree yes, with you. Thank you. So yeah. I think I'm going to watch this because I'm interested and I obviously believe that she did go through abuse and it does explain a lot. So, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, oh, I'm a new leaf, if you will, in terms yeah. of uh, supporting Paris Hilton. Yeah, I'm definitely going to watch please it Please report too. back. Yeah. All right, next one. Oh, yes, me again, because I just, (laughs) you know, love TV. Uh, Sister, Sister, starring Tia and Tamara Mowry, is now on Netflix. Thank God, I love that show. This is fucking huge news. I was obsessed with this show growing up. And it actually made me sad because I wish my sister was a twin. Kate, actually, you could speak to this more. I was always sad that I did not have a twin. I always wanted us to be identical when I watched this kind mm. of show. Yeah, Like, I wish that we could, like, share clothes. I mean, we did a little bit, but, like, we don't like anything alike. I always wanted, like, identical siblings. Yeah. That would sure. be cool. Well, so go watch that. It's, like, just a great... It's a great iconic. show. It, it really <laughs> is iconic. It's awesome. And then, you know, let's just take a dive, a deep dive down into the pits of hell, if you will. And we are um, coming back. We're going to stay in this pit basically the rest we, of the episode, pretty much. Yes. How did you, yes. Um, okay. So, oh God. Okay. So trash TV, which I am sure you guys are all familiar with. Uh, let me just say that there was a dark time at the beginning of this quarantine when I just watched clips, like YouTube <laughs> clips of Chris Lee knows best, not even the full episodes. So that's where I was mentally. Not good. But now I have, I've found the light and by light, I mean just like a little crack in the, you know, the dumpster ceiling of like a giant <laughs> the garbage pit. What? Like, 
If you were like looking, if you were like in a dumpster and you, it was just like so much trash on top of you and you just found like a little crack of light, that would be what I'm going to talk about next. Um, And that would be called 90 Day Fiance the Other Way. Um, I just want to shout out Alicia Tenoyan and Jordan Liggins because they've been trying to get me to watch 90 Day Fiance for a long time. And you know, they just know what I like. So I finally did. And I tried 90 Day Fiance the other way. And whew, I am addicted. Uh, I literally stayed up until three last night uh, watching Amelia. the show. I know, I know. It's bad. It's really bad. <laughs> that explains all the trash comparisons. <laughs> where exactly. her mind is right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but for whatever reason, I feel like 90 Day Fiance, which is what it is. And I'm going to also talk about <laughs> Love After Lockup, which is by the same creators. Um, it, what it is, is these shows kind of take <sighs> an outside dating demographic that society has kind of been known to look down upon or make fun of, which in this case is foreigners and prisoners. You know, people kind of joke about, oh, you're, you know, quote, mail order bride, which is not PC. And like, oh, write a prisoner. But like people actually do that. And it kind of chronicles their relationship with someone who is quote unquote normal. But in reality, they're usually the people who are kind of screwed up. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, and they, they're looking for love. And it's usually love and attention that's really a distraction from kind of a bigger issue at hand, which is sad. And, it, and when I think about that, it makes me sad. And I'm like, oh, I should, really should not be watching this show. But guess what? <laughs> I, it, it's come to this, people. And I'm okay with watching it because that's where I am mentally. Yeah, 90 Day Fiance is like very memeable, I think. And yes. I only know about the show from like all the clips and photos that people have pulled. Oh, I never watched it. Um, haven't gotten there yet, but uh, wow. yeah, I'm on the reality TV boat anyway. I'm like one step behind you <laughs> okay, in so the you're, trash dump. <laughs> you're, you're like a little... Um, what are like yeah. the layers of the earth? You're like one above me. And yes. Liz, is, Liz yeah. is in the recycling bin. She's Amelia in the is recy- in the dumpster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> soon though, soon oh I'll join you. God. And then what's the other reality TV you're watching? Um, yes. Oh, okay. I just want to say one thing about Love After Lockup. It's like I hate myself when I watch this, but I also I love it. And it's just like it's just the drama and the relationships. It's everything is just insane like there's a love triangle and then are they going to get paroled we don't know and it actually I've learned a lot about the prison system and how much of a cycle it is and it's really messed up but I will say that you know it's a trashy show when the only place covering it is (laughs) soapdirt.com which probably hasn't changed its layout since 2009 yeah, it's bad (laughs) Um, but okay so if you're not into that which I, I totally understand and I you know, don't want to force my extreme viewing habits on anyone. Uh, Botched on E! Also a fun show. If you liked, um, I don't know if you guys have ever watched The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills or The Real Housewives of Orange County. Uh, More trash television that I love. Um, Well, it's two plastic surgeons who... One used to be married to a real housewife and the other one still is. And they just they literally just consult people on their horrible plastic surgery nightmares. So you see like a lot of necrosis. Nasty. You know, a Ooh. lot of botched boob jobs, a lot of botched yeah. nose jobs. And it's so it's not for the faint of heart. But if you can stomach it, it is it is so 
engrossing. It it is something that you do have to stomach though. It that yeah. back in the olden <laughs> days used to be in a lot of like LA gyms for whatever reason. There was a botch was just like always on. And I like couldn't take my eyes away, but I wanted you to can't. so bad. It, it is kind of difficult to watch, but uh a lot of people like it. That is true. That's my support for you. <laughs> That's the most I can give you. I'm trying. No, I appreciate it. The reality TV show I watched, so you don't have to, and I would recommend like you don't have to, <laughs> is Million Dollar Beach House. I was obsessed with Selling Sunset. Loved it. Ate it up. Wish I could rewatch it a thousand times. Um, so then I started Netflix's Million Dollar Beach House, which follows this agency in the Hamptons looking to sell similar, very lavish, extravagant homes. However, I don't mean to, I don't mean to poo-poo on this, but drama is worse. Storylines are worse. Ooh. People are worse. Houses are worse. And in general, oh. just like a less entertaining show. Um, <laughs> and I provide that perspective. But if you want something else, actually on Bachelor Party, Juliet Lippman interviewed two of the cast members of that show. So you can watch that if you did like it. I'm sorry to offend you if you did. <laughs> it just wasn't for me. I think I'm just so fresh off my Selling Sunset obsession. It fell flat. Understandable. Kate, what's your um, input here? Well, if you have spent some time in the dumpster with Amelia and just killed your brain (laughs) watching this trash TV and you're like, I cannot look at another screen. I cannot look at another botched boob job. I'm taking a page out of Jam Sessions book, literally and figuratively. Uh, There are two movie book adaptations coming up in the next year that were announced or came out this week. Uh, and I, I just wanted to, I'd like to read the books before I see the adaptation. So two things to put on your list. First of all, I think I'm going to try to slog through Dune. I watched the wow. trailer yesterday along Kate. with the rest of the world. Uh, I am. I, that is like kind of my kind of book, not to the extent that is Dune, but you know, I read Lord of the Rings. I read like all the, you know, nerdy yeah. shit. So like, mm-hmm. I'm going to try read it. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Holy Jesus. Shit. Wow. Hey, hey, you just recommended Love After Lockup. Okay, watch. I know, but I literally cracked open Lord of the Rings when I was like 12 yeah. and was like, I don't, I don't know. Did what you these read The Hobbit are. too? Yeah, it was more like my, fa- it was like really big in my family. So we, I, I cannot believe I'm apologizing for reading Lord of the Rings right now. <laughs> my I will family's not. a big Lord of the Rings fan t- people too, oh but I didn't, I didn't get there. So anyway, smart. Anyway, Dune movie with Timothy Chalamet, action star, uh, is coming out supposedly in December. I guess we'll see. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> might try and slog through Dune. Let me know if you're going to give it a shot and wow. we can, uh, I don't know, be sad about it together. Tea time uh, then, book club? <laughs> no, but this next one, maybe. Oh, okay. Um, they Wish They Were Us by Jessica Goodman. It has been just like a very buzzy, like young adult release lately. It's like a young adult murder mystery, you know, mm. the kind of like clicky school, like did Riverdale popular girl kill yeah, so-and-so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, Riverdale-esque, I think. And I like had seen it a lot. I follow her on Twitter, uh, but I hadn't been paying a ton of attention to it sure. until this week when it was announced that they're making it into a TV show with Halsey as one of the leads in her first acting role wow. and Sydney Sweeney, Sydney Sweeney from Euphoria is in the other role. And suddenly I'm like, I have to read this immediately. Yeah, so it also just came out. Um, so I'm, I'm like, it's one of those books where like before it even came out, they were optioning it for TV. So I was like, mm. I mean, it has to be pretty good. So... Mm-hmm. I'm going to read this one definitely probably before Dune. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe to recover from Dune. Smart. Uh, but yeah, let me know if you've read it. Let me know if you're going to try. And let me know if you're going to watch Botched instead. Because that's okay. fine too. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. 
It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear are so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Okay, it's time for the Amelia and Liz hour. <laughs> Kate, you can unplug your mic, take off your headphones, take a breather. We are going to be talking about the end of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, review some great moments, and just in general, reflect. You know, this is a time mm-hmm. to look back all the way back to 2007, when this show first aired, it was a different era of just the world and celebrity. We're certainly in very different places now, including all of the Kardashian-Jenner clan. This like wasn't the first reality TV. Show. It wasn't the first to do it. You had like the Osbournes on MTV, Paris Hilton, like Amelia said, like ushered in the like real true kind of like ditzy overexposed reality <laughs> TV world. But they like truly cemented it, I would say. Totally. And then later, like ushered in an entirely new world order, which is like what we currently stand in, which is like a very regimented, very like on top of the news. You control the narrative. Chris Jenner controls every news outlet in America. Like it, it's just very different than the very overexposed anything goes like Chloe getting a Brazilian wax on camera type of thing. It's a different <laughs> show now. Both are fine. Um, And Amelia, I know you had some thoughts on like the idea of fame in general. Yeah, it's so interesting. I feel like, so this show started, I think in 2007 and that was kind of the era when they were giving anyone who had like a modicum of fame, like a TV show pretty much. And 
They kind of started out, I mean, as D-list celebrities, uh, D-list reality stars who became famous through their father, Robert Kardashian, who is a lawyer and was one of OJ's Simpsons close friends slash was on the dream team. And then Kim was really good friends with Paris Hilton. I think she was like her stylist or something. Yeah, she was. Yeah. And she also... uh, had a sex tape with Ray J, as I'm sure we all know about. And so it was kind of just profiting off of that. I can see Chris just being like, well, as her manager, you know, Mm -hmm. that famous uh, clip. But uh, in the end, you know, over the past 10 plus years, it's kind of amazing how far they've come because they're like they're like A-list. As much as people don't want to admit it, they are huge celebrities. Um, They've made Barbara Walters like 10 most fascinating people list. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they have the most followers on Instagram and Twitter and whatnot. Kim is married to Kanye West, like, and he is in a different type of fame category, I think, because he, you know, I mean, obviously he's been through some mental health struggles lately, but before that, he was really thought of as, you know, a very influential uh, important figure in the music industry. Yeah. I mean, he still is. And um, and they've cross-pollinated that kind of celebrity a lot. Like the yes. NBA all-star A-list athlete. Totally. A-list pop star or rap stars, whatever. They've like married, had babies, dated everybody in between. They've definitely, definitely. blurred the lines of like celebrity for sure they too. really have. And it's like they've crossed over from reality stars to like actual celebrities. I think Kanye has like really solidified their celebrity status. But also, like you're saying, NBA players that they've mm-hmm. dated and then just their brand in general is kind of amazing. It's amazing to see how far they've come. And it's kind of interesting also to see that they were still doing this reality show, which kind yeah. of took a backseat to all the stuff they've been doing now. Yeah, Amelia, I'm curious your thoughts. Like, I think the first half of the franchise, the first 10 seasons are actually a lot more enjoyable to watch, a lot lighter. But it's also when that family was like in the pursuit of fame and they were like fame hungry and it was actually more fun to watch them try to like gain it than the second half of the franchise where they had it. And it was just this enormous weight that affected all of them differently, all their relationship. It was like this, almost this insidious like, just burden that it had in the latter half of like the franchise that was actually just like just less fun, less light. It was very heavy. I feel like some of the things they dealt with. um, Totally. Yeah. It's just very interesting to look back at some of these clips we'll talk about in a little bit. It's just a lot of the fun quote unquote stuff comes from (laughs) the first half. No, I totally agree. It's like now the second half, they've like realized they're famous. It's kind of more manufactured for TV. Yeah. And it's they're right. them kind of going along with it. The second half is basically just like a press conference for them four months <laughs> yeah. after yes. actual drama happens that they can just reframe the narrative and be like, just exactly. completely like reorder and like rewrite what actually happened because they have totally. the ability to do that now with like, you know, being a couple months later after they film it. Right. So it's just, yeah, not as fun. Kate, not how much fun. have you watched over the years, <laughs> if at all? I mean, I've seen, I keep telling them, like, I did not live under a rock for the past 12 years. So I have seen a lot of these sort of iconic moments that you're going to go over. And I do think it's really interesting how, like, I mean, obviously, yes, they've, like, gained this incredible fame through the show. But they also, like, set the blueprint for how to be famous. Mm -hmm. Totally. In this time in history. Like, 
they created they created influencers. They like created this incredible like multi-brand beauty influencers where you have mm-hmm. all these different sources of revenue and all these different, you know, outward facing like images kind of. And mm-hmm. I was as we've been like looking back on this, I've like been surprised that they kept the reality show so long because we do already know about yeah. everything before it yeah. comes out. Why have the cameras in your house when you have your phone in your hand? You know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. we knew about the wedding. We knew about yep. the proposal. We knew about when Kim got robbed. We know like we know everything <laughs> yeah. about them and yeah. they already have such complete control over their narrative that I'm like, why bother? I guess for the money. And the rumor yeah. is that they're not doing it because they didn't get the money they wanted. But like, and they can rewrite it. Kendall can go right. on when she fucks up at a Pepsi commercial and be like, yes. look at how sad I was. Look at how much remorse I feel right. over it. As opposed <laughs> to true. her very vanilla You're apology so that she ushered right. to the world. That was unacceptable. She got backlash. She was like, okay, now I have another chance. Do it better. That's true. Totally. That is true. Totally. Yeah. Let's go through some iconic moments because <laughs> there are a lot. There are too many to say on this pod. I know we've like, Amelia, me and you have already kind of like taken it a little long, but we're going to do these. They're all, I think, This will be fun. Yeah, this will be are fun. <laughs> um, let's start at the beginning. Like we said, they are definitely rich, definitely like some CD level of fame. Yeah. But things like a free yoga membership was like a pleasant surprise to Kim <laughs> Kardashian, which now she doesn't even open her mail. I think it's all, I don't even know if Kanye allows- oh postal (laughs) service to come to within the house. Um, But she walks in the room. Scott's there who, again, (laughs) first half franchise, just an iconic fucking character. All the humor, all the like whip smart remarks that like put them all in their place. (laughs) She opens up the mail. She goes, hey, look, somebody sent us a free yoga membership. He goes, thank God you wouldn't have been able to afford it, (laughs) which is a one liner that you wouldn't think about too much at the time, but has stood the test of time. Yes. He is. He and Courtney, but mostly Scott, have been the ones to call out their wealth and acknowledge it totally. plainly, which is appreciated because they all try to like hide in their palatial mansions and not acknowledge what's happening <laughs> around them. And right. he's always done that. He has always done that. He's mentioned their butts on many occasions where they're like, well, if you lose your butt, we lose our fame. We lose our yeah. money. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's really funny. He's, you know, um, he brings like, it's weird to say, but he he used to bring at least. And I don't, I don't really watch the show anymore, but he brought a lot of levity in yes. the beginning. And like you said, he would call them out on some of the ridiculous things that they did. And, and it, just the way he said it just is so funny, just so matter of fact, which I love. Agreed. Um, Another highlight very early on, this is season three, which is crazy how these turn these out. This is like one of my first memories of it. And it was the third season. (laughs) This is when back in 2007, Chloe got a DUI and she was sentenced to jail for 30 days. She later lasted only three hours and then left. But she is in a black Escalade with Kim and Chris, obviously. Mm-hmm. She calls Rob, first of all, and she's like, aren't you going to say ta-ta to me? And Rob, on the other end, is like, what? Chris goes, <laughs> your sister is going to jail. Have a little compassion. <laughs> to the right, Kim, on like a shitty DSLR camera, is like taking yes. selfies. Yes. And then it, it like is the just the perfect <laughs> encapsule of like, who Kim is and what she stands for at the time. Yes. Chloe and the mess that she used to be. Rob was on the outskirts since day one. It just is like a perfect little thing. And she's like, stop taking selfies. Your sister is going to jail. It's perfect. <laughs> That's so fun. It's, it really is perfect. All the Kim, your sister's going to jail. I love Chris. I mean, she's an evil monster, but she's an evil genius. She's good TV. I'll say that. Um, What's one of your highlights, Amelia? This is kind of, it's a deeper cut, 
but I don't know. I just like it stands for so many things that I, I enjoyed this. about the show. Um, so Kim lies about spraining her ankle. And this was within the first like few seasons. And um, she does it with the worst lie known to man. She tells Kendall and Kylie because they're supposed to hang out that she tripped over a dog <laughs> and sprained her ankle. And so thinking that she sprained her ankle being the reason why they missed their beach day, uh, Caitlin, who at the time was Bruce, tells the girls like, well, let's let's cheer Kim up because she, you know, sprained her ankle. That's horrible. She tripped over a dog. And so they go, Kendall, Kylie, uh, go and decide to drop off like a little vase of flowers for Kim, which seems so sweet. And it turns out Kim is like unloading packages from her day out of shopping. <laughs> she like t- totally forgot about <laughs> hanging out with her little sisters because she went shopping and they catch her in the act. And Kendall, who's holding this vase of flowers, goes, <laughs> Kim. Hey, guys. What happened to your leg? I just really thought that you guys would be more offended if I said I forgot. Kim, you could have just told us the truth. You know, enjoy your flowers. Girls. She says, enjoy your flowers. And she drops the vase and it just like shatters. But It's like the best acting I've seen out of Kendall throughout. She has been a brat. No, she has of her life. But just. Enjoy your flower. It's just like so staged. And then you hear um, Caitlin go, girls. <laughs> it's great. But what I love about this is that the moment it's special for a couple of reasons. One, the dynamic between Kendall and Kylie and Caitlin in the earlier seasons was really sweet. It was just like because they were too young and Caitlin was kind of out of the loop. And it was, you know, they were kind of a band of outcasts together, which I love. Yeah, they were. There was, I mean, there was an episode where they both were like on a stripper pole and everyone was like, ha don't do that, girls. And then now you look back, you're like, oh my God. Yeah, this we're just like, bad we're, forever. Kylie's like, girls gone wild. <laughs> yeah. And then Kendall wants a dog. I remember all of these so <gasps> yes. clearly. And she like, doesn't like to walk it or pick up its poop. And then Caitlin has oh to God. teach her a lesson. It's just like, there's a lot of great moments of them growing up that now it's sad to watch because- Actually, this is a good time to mention this. Yesterday, I was rewatching a recent episode because I was like, what is this show now? Kendall is in a scene in a restaurant with Chris and <laughs> Chloe. She, I think she's contractually obligated to like be an X amount of scenes um, <laughs> yeah. per season. She right. sits down. I guess she doesn't have any contract on the amount of word count that she has. She sits <laughs> down, doesn't utter a single word as Chris and Chloe do this very staged back and forth about yeah. Corey, Chris's boyfriend. And it just like, she's so obviously there to just be there because she has to be. And it like, it's so fake at this point. And like, she is so over it. I am happy that it's ending. But anyway, back to the good moments. No, it's totally. I just, it's just, I don't know what it is, but just her dropping those flowers, just, it kills me. I don't know. She's just like, and it just like shatters. I don't know. It's so funny to me. Okay, sorry. We should have taped this podcast and then just like live renditions of these scenes, Amelia, <laughs> me and you. And, Kate yeah. could be, and Kaya could be audience of two. Um, <laughs> another scene that will live forever mm. and will outlast us all is when <laughs> Kim lost her diamond earrings in the waters of Bora Bora. 
as they were all on a family vacation. This is season six, and it still wow. feels so long ago. She is with so Chris Humphreys. Oh, you can put your mind God. back there. He's on that family vacation. And Chris Humphreys, being a very large NBA player, literally tosses Kim like a sack of potatoes into the <laughs> ocean below from yeah. like their very luxurious hut. So it's like, yeah. I don't know, a bit of distance. She <laughs> smacks the water with the side of her head, loses a $75,000 diamond earring in the ocean. She pops up. She immediately starts crying at the realization that it's gone. She comes out of the water. She's like, my diamond earring is lost <laughs> in the ocean. And Chris is like, babe, we'll find it. And she's like, no, my diamond earring. Chris comes out because she hears the tears of Kim and is like her little bat signals initiated. She goes <laughs> yeah. to the issue. And then from left field, Courtney pops out of her luxury tent with little baby Mason on her hip. Aww. And is like, what's going on? And she goes, my diamond earring in the ocean. And then she delivers, Kim, there's people that are dying. Which like forever will be just one of those lines that never leaves us as a culture. It just will be here forever. The way it's like her deadpan delivery and the, you know, the vocal fry that she always has. It's just so good. And it's true. Kim, there's people that are dying. That is so true. Yeah, my friend and uh, listener of the Tea Time podcast, <laughs> Suhi Chang, sent me this BuzzFeed news article from Scotchy Cole, and she said it really well. She just basically says that more often than not, Courtney was a surrogate audience member reminding yes. her sisters that they're worthless which, <laughs> in, in talking about this scene. And I just feel like that's a perfect, yeah, perfectly said comment about the scene and like Courtney's presence as a whole on the scene. Totally. Show. Totally. Okay, let's keep moving. Sorry, Kai. I know we're, we're running long. Let's I'm sorry. Um, Kim's ugly crying face, which I think appeared like in like the second season. And it's just like it's a reoccurring, I guess, bit, if you will. Yes. That happens every once in a while throughout the series. And it's just it's real. It is funny because <laughs> she does look really funny when she cries. But it's sad. <laughs> True. And now, of course, she does the like dab dab with the tissue. She like yes. doesn't put any like emotion into her forehead or brow lines. But yeah, back then it was great. <laughs> Quickly, you're doing amazing, sweetie. Kim is posing <laughs> for Playboy magazine. Um, This is season okay. one. Wow. It was this big deal whether or not she would do it. And then everyone like watching is like, you the sex tape was like not that long ago, but she's like very <laughs> conflicted about the Playboy right. magazine shoot. And then Chris is right there on the sidelines with again her like shitty DSLR <laughs> camera. Yeah. And she says, you're doing amazing, sweetie. And that again is just who she is the entire show, who she it's, is to Kim. Kim is posing, couldn't give a shit that she's right there. It's um, so Sums good. it up, basically, Chris Jenner as a whole. Totally. And what I also love is earlier in the episode, I actually watched this episode the other day. She was like, it's like an, an into the moment, just her and the camera, Chris Jenner. And she's like, it was actually always a dream of mine to pose for Playboy. And then she goes on and she's like, maybe we could do a mother-daughter issue. It's just like, that is Chris Jenner to a D. Oh my God. Yeah, you're right. Quickly, to season eight, episode 20, <laughs> Kylie Sweet 16. Chris from the intercom of their mansion goes, Kylie Jenner to the foyer. Kylie Jenner to the foyer. I have a little surprise for you. Chris is holding a baby pig wrapped mm-hmm. up in a blanket. Mm-hmm. Kylie starts walking down the stairs, looks at the pig and goes, <laughs> So did you get <laughs> Chris is dumbfounded. She's looking at her. I just say what? And then they realize it's just also a great one-liner. It's just really fucking funny Another for some good reason. good one. Totally. Um, next one, Amelia. Um, just want to shout out Chris Jenner. She has some really great, I mean, everyone on the show, especially on the earlier seasons, had just really great just moments here and there. And one of the, 
best moments I I think of Chris was she was asked to try out for this older women cheerleading group with like the LA Sparks and so <laughs> an audition that she goes to and it, and like just the way she's like moving her like arms and hands and she's like dang it guys dang it I my brain can't translate this and it's like we've all been there we've all been Chris Jenner where you're like trying to do the dance move while everyone else is doing a really great job and you're just like you look so stupid and every like, time stilted. I'm in a Zumba class I am Chris yes Jenner. exactly yeah. and she's just like dang it guys dang it and but my favorite part of this and it's it's actually sad but it's kind of funny she's like trying to she's reworking the moves at their home gym and there's like there's like a um stands full of like weights and she's doing like this jump move where she has to like hop on her leg and she the cameras don't show up but she like falls into the weights which is like yikes ouch and you hear this oh fuck fuck and it's like beep 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 she's like oh god damn it fuck fuck shit shit and they have to rush her to the ER and she's like strapped down on a gurney and they're like, rush her to the ER. But she just like sprains her ankle and then she can't try out. Chris is always taking one for the team. It feels like she's always putting herself on the line just like for the good oh of the God. TV show. Exactly. Um, and to the detriment of her health. <laughs> um, you can't talk about iconic moments and not talk about Todd Cranes. I don't know what that guy looks like, but he will also forever just like be a part of the Kardashian conversation. Uh, this is Scott Disick's alter ego. The Crane family is like very old family friends with the Kardashians. Kardashian. So Todd is the real life son of like that family friend of Chris. And it like sounds so dumb, but it was just a series of prank calls. He go, Auntie Chris, it's me, Todd Crane. <laughs> and like he would continually prank Chris Jenner and who is a very n- normally polished woman really <laughs> threw her off guard. It lasted a very long time. Again, so long. also early seasons. Um, it's just a great prank. What I love about it, it's like it's like a, an inside joke. It's like a family inside joke where you kind of have to be there to get it. But since we're all witnessing it, it kind of feels like we're all there with them and we're living it too. So whenever right. we hear Scott go, it's me, Todd Grace. It's just like, it's so I should funny. only do all of those impressions. No, I can't no, believe I no. tried so many times on this pod. This is no, you did a great job. Uh, lastly, and this is the only thing we could think of that was like in recent memory. This is 2019. Yeah. And it's not even funny as a scene. It's funny yeah. that E! News edited it and tried to <laughs> yeah. manipulate it to be, and it was played yeah. on such a loop. This is in 2019, the like one of the more recent seasons. Obviously, the Jordan Woods, Tristan Thompson mm. scandal happened, erupted. But like we all talk about, they had months then to kind of doctor the ensuing yes. events. And this is Chloe on FaceTime with Tristan's friend. I think Tristan is there. The friend is being like, he's so lonely. She's obviously very <laughs> heated still about the situation, understandably. Right. And E! News to tease this upcoming season. It was definitely the juiciest thing that happened to the the show in a long time played on a loop this edit of Chloe losing her shit and she's gets so fed up and she's on FaceTime and she smacks the marble kind of she goes liar <laughs> and it like echoes out like as if she's this like yeah. all powerful witch that has cast a spell on the earth and it doesn't play like that in the scene when you watch it but it's right. the only thing i can remember from like basically recent seasons and it's ease edit because they like to doctor this amazing shit. yeah it's oh really my funny. god it's really funny there's so many more we could have said but i feel I like we did justice at least to most yeah. of them the heavy hitters kate how are you doing are you still alive over there <laughs> still alive enjoyed every second of that 
could do with more Liz Kelly impressions on this podcast. Yes. And also thought all of Amelia's were great as always. A plus, Amelia, per usual. Oh my God. Anyway, the franchise is ending. I'm quite sad. I think I might revisit in a couple years, watch like the early seasons. I don't yes. know. Um, early probably, seasons only. Probably won't the later. <laughs> and what do you think it means to the family, Amelia? You think they're going to go away? It'll be really interesting to see because like you're saying, this is kind of like a PR vehicle for them. But, yeah. you know, they've got their hands, their long, long nails in so many other just businesses and social media handles that I, I don't see them going away. They've got the notes app. They can just doctor their apologies there. True. And they'll so survive. True. I genuinely think, I don't know about E, I don't know about like what house it lives in, but I think there will be some other family. And I'm really worried it's going to be Addison Ray or Charlie D'Amelio's family ushering in the next era of reality TV. Oh my God. And I don't know that all of us have the stomach for it anymore. Maybe like the younger no. generation that didn't spend, you know, the last decade plus the Kardashians sure. do, but I don't know that we do. And honestly, earlier reality shows are so much better because people didn't really know the effect it would have. Mm -hmm. And social media really wasn't a thing. And again, you know, people are using these reality shows to change the narrative of their own stories. So it's it's really just like, no. The mm -hmm. moments aren't as natural and organic as they used to be. And it's just like, no, no, thank you. Agreed. Okay, let's do the last category. Wow. That wow. was a mammoth, but we did good. We're almost done. It was fun. This is Tea Time's Unanswerable Questions. Um, this is quick. We only have two of them. So, Kate, go ahead. All right. As penalty for a Kardashians category, I put <laughs> two One Direction topics in the outline today. Perfect. My unanswerable question is, no, really, are One Direction fans okay? Wow. Because I just can't imagine, as a stan as a person who is a fan of One Direction, was a fan of One Direction, follows their solo careers. Like, how bored do you have to be to be actively engaging with a One Direction fan account in the year 2020? Like, do you not have... And I understand if you're, like, a Harry Styles fan account, if you're a fan of a lot of their solo work. But the name Ben Winston was trending on Twitter mm -hmm. last night with 35,000 related tweets because Whoa. Ben Winston, who is the producer of the James Late Show with James Corden, um, he's done a lot with One Direction. He's friends with Harry Styles. Harry Styles lived in his house. He was literally trending on Twitter because he replied to a tweet asking them to post footage from One Direction's very old carpool karaoke with James Corden. And he finally was like, yes, okay. And the Late Late Show aired like a montage of all their old footage. And literally like One Direction, James Corden, Ben Winston were like, worldwide trending because these these fans were so excited to have any scraps of One Direction. And I just, Damn. I'm just, I know we're bored. Like, I know we're <laughs> bored. But there are so many other groups or people or like mm -hmm. their solo content that you could get excited about. And I'm just like, this group is not coming back. And I yeah. just feel like yeah. we need to accept that. As, Find a new lane. Yeah. It's just the level to which they got excited yeah. was just really shocking to me, I have to say. <laughs> Kate, is there a new era of One Direction as a band fans that are younger or are they all people that grew up with it and now are like are a little bit closer to our age or they're teens That's a, that are like discovering them? That is a good question. I think it's possible that there are people that are like, you know, young kids that got into Harry Styles or got into Nile mm -hmm. because of their like successful solo stuff and then went mm -hmm. back and got into One Direction. I do think that's possible. Uh, I definitely think Stan Twitter has developed a lot since One Direction. So maybe True. people are just like excited True. to like apply One Direction to this culture. But 
I just, I don't know. I think it's a lot of old fans that are just excited to have something. And like, that's great. And I too am a fan and I too watched the montage, but like, (laughs) I just, I just think we need a new lane. Yeah. Yeah. Understandable. Okay. Lastly, my question is how can we as a society trust electric scooters? (laughs) They have injured Rihanna um, Mm. recently. They, she flipped over an electric scooter. I have absolutely no details on like, I'm assuming it's not a bird. I'm assuming it's closer to a Vespa or something like that. But again, I don't know. Um, but yeah, she had a bad electric scooter incident. She was photographed with bruises. She's healing. Oh Everything is fine. But they are very chaotic machines, um, especially, <laughs> I don't know where she was, but I've only tried a bird once. Wow. And it was very hard to like handle. I can't believe they go sure. so fast. Um, so I just feel like we should maybe pull back on them. I think we have, haven't we? Like they, they were like the talk of the town. That's the true. The first year I lived in LA it was That's like true. scooters are taking over, <laughs> which I would love to return to the time when like the plague of scooters was like the biggest problem <laughs> with know. city living. Oh God, there was like a think piece every day about these fucking scooters. Like I would love <laughs> to go back to that world. <laughs> Me too. But yeah, I don't, people don't care about the scooters anymore. Which I guess out? if they injured Rihanna, then we should care again. But yeah, Maybe this is the nail know. in the coffin. That's it. I feel like there's always like a new electric kind of scooter type thing coming out, like accidentally injuring people. I don't know if you remember, but George Bush, when the Segway (laughs) came out, they were like, no one can fall off a Segway. And George Bush went on one and he fell off of it. (laughs) Do you remember that? Challenge accepted. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Again, I live for your, I don't know what, odds knowledge? (laughs) I don't know what. I live for your brain in general, Amelia. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, agreed. I can't, I'm actually not coordinated to do any kind of thing. And I don't really know how to ride a bike either, but we can talk about that another time. (laughs) Okay, we did it, guys. Um, Thank you so much for listening to all that Kardashian content. We promise to do something different next week. Thank you, Kaya, our producer. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Alwell. And I'm Amelia Wettemeyer. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.